been fire in the booth, but I'm not a rapper. Purple Room Recordings, episode 116. We back live and direct on that big, juicy motherfucking ass and that nice ass sundress because it's basically the last day you can wear sundress. Because on Sunday, it's spooky, scary skeleton season. October is upon us. Halloween has emerged as my new favorite holiday. I can't imagine my how my life would be without Halloween. And I think a lot of you would relate to. It's just it's perfect. You get to dress up, you get a uh, free free candy. You know, it's it's perfectly legal and okay to um to fucking public. Don't don't fact check me on that, but just from personal experience, like that's just something that you can do on Halloween. Anyway, how you guys doing? How you living? How you feeling? Is it raining where you are? I hope it is, because it's not raining where I am. I mean, it's always raining with me, but it's not raining in California, which is a bunch of bullshit. Um, I guess that's why I'm here, to bring the rain to California. You know, that's pretty cool. Dude, oh my fucking God, rest in peace. Coolio, man, what the fuck? You know, I'm I'm not going to pretend like I was a diehard fan. Literally, the only song I can name by Coolio is Gangster Paradise. I'll be completely honest on that. But, bro, was that song was so inspirational to... I feel like everybody, that's like the one song you can play in a room. You know how songs have that effect. You can play it in a room and everybody in the room will like either know they've heard it or they'll just sing to it, right? Uh, been spending most our lives living in a gangster's paradise. He didn't. 59. I was so shocked. He's a young fucking man still. He died from cardiac arrest. You guys, I don't know. You know, I'm. I don't know a lot about Coolio. I didn't know a lot about him, like, you know, post hip hop career. But like, just to be safe, like, I'll make it a PSA. Like, please, please, please take care of your body. Um, you know, when you get older, things start to break down and you never really know what's up with you when you're young, because when you're young, you have your health. Like, that's, you know, we all know that. But with this 59, like, that's so fucking scary to pass at you know it's so young like you have your 60s and your 70s ahead of you and it's like god damn coolio was a very cool fucking really cool guy very articulate smart like well-read person too that's something else a lot of people didn't know about him guy was a fucking like half a bookworm where is it this fix nice so you know, hearing that was like completely fucking shocking to me. I couldn't, I genuinely couldn't believe it. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, Julio died? How? And, you know, like, may he rest in peace. I hope everybody that was in his camp and all of his family members and everyone that was close to him, you know, in this part of his life, I hope all of you are grieving properly. I hope you guys get the chance to grieve. And I genuinely hope, like, you find, you know, your, your peace whenever it, you know, whenever and wherever it takes. I hope that you guys are okay, and may fucking may that great man rest, cause it's a fucking tragedy. Um, somebody's outside facetiming in their car. I can hear it; it's so fucking loud. Did they answer? I don't think they answered. Oh wait, it's still beeping. Get the fuck off the phone! They're not answering. Uh, they probably couldn't hear me, but anyway, and on with the podcast, you know, 
I'm going to hot take, hot take time. That song Ice Spice made, uh, No Clarity, gas. That's, I fuck with that song. I do. I do. Like, I, I fuck with it because of, like, the 13-second mark, like everybody else. But the, 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 the beat, you know, you can put, you can get, like, a high melody, like, highly emotional melodic song. And then you put that wee-woo-woo, that fucking, that New York trap shit over it. And it's, it, it'll go. And then you get a girl... Or anybody really, but in this case it was Ice Spice. You get her talking about how she wanted to fuck her man. She wanted to fuck her man's man, and he gave her Mozzie in the back of a rental car. You know what I mean? If you're from one of the seven boroughs, or if you're just from the East Coast, can you can you tell me what Mozzie means? He gave me Mozzie. Like, what does that mean? Like, he ate your ass. He. Like what the fuck does that Mozzie is Mozzie like another word for dick? Like did I, I I just have a lot of very inappropriate and sexual questions about what that word means because the connotation and the context that I was used in I, it was very interesting and I would like to know what the fuck that that word means. Like I I want to I'll Google it sure, but I would rather it'd be more entertaining for one of you to tell me oh this actually means and then blank and then I'll come back on here next week and i'll be like hey so turns out mozzie means and then like insert whatever the fuck it means here so you know there we go but yeah that song is cool i know she was getting what the fuck was this what's the song that got really really big with her you thought i was feeling you that nigga munch some 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 that song is fucking whack oh she's really cool like she's a genius marketing wise like she she knew her angle she's light-skinned she can't really rap but she's light-skinned and she's got body so and again like she had the whole like trap music thing already figured out and this isn't like i'm I'm not saying like every song that she made was bad but out of every song that i've been listening to thus far this is just one of those songs like it'll it's like oh you know i made it here you go you never know what song is gonna blow up you can put a whole bunch of fucking work into something a bunch of work into something and you release it and it like fucking only like a handful of people listen to it that bullshit that you made that you were like nobody's ever gonna fuck with this you put that out and then all of a sudden it gets big on tiktok and it's like oh, oh, oh. i guess i uh need to dumb down the content a little bit so you you gotta you gotta give and take but congrats to her uh song is pretty cool i feel like there's just better artists but that no clarity song that that song is a little it's a little gas just a little bit don't tear my fucking head off but the song is it's is cool song is good song is good shout out to my boys a few of my friends are on tour right now i wonder how the fuck that's going shout out to you guys that shit must be hard i wonder what tour life is like i would imagine that it's just this is how i would imagine like touring around in a uh around with your not it doesn't have to be your friends but just touring in general i would imagine it's like you wake up super crack ass early like ass crack of dawn you fucking wake up in this bus full of a bunch of like dudes that haven't showered and all of you guys are trying to figure out what the fuck to eat where to shower and where the and where the water is and while like the other four dudes are busy like taking dabs you're trying to collect yourself and prepare mentally prepare for the fact that you have to perform in front of like thousands of people on stage. So in the middle of the afternoon, you guys probably will go to 
I don't know, insert like really bad fast food restaurant here. You guys load up. Uh, one of your friends is already dr- uh, drunk. Someone's getting mozzy in the fucking in the rental car. Somebody's already fucked up. Like one guy's gone off on shrooms. You're losing your mind. It's a pretty tremendous time. And then it's time for you to perform. And you get on there. You got your best shit on. You finally took a shower. Your boy is still fucking mushroomed out. He's out there. He's he's in the back going deep talking about why the fuck there's unicorns running around every, all over the place. And then you get on stage. You make shit happen. You go crazy. Everybody loves you. You know, somebody tries to throw a bottle at your head. One girl throws her panties. Some dude throws his boxers. And, you know, you're cool. And then you get off stage. You have a good time. You talk to your friends. And then that's when this real shit happens. You go, you get the fucking bring some groupies back to the, to the fucking, uh, to the bus. Smells like... <laughs> smells crazy in the bus though all of you guys haven't been washing your asses it smells like fucking boxers bo and bullshit and they're disgust not good but hey she don't give a fuck because you don't give a fuck so you go back in there you get mozzie in the fucking in the bathroom while all your boys are out there you know snorting snorting something and you know doing doing fucking god knows what it don't matter you're out here getting mozzie so you ain't paying attention and then after that like you wake up you go to sleep you pass out like 5 a.m. Got to wake up at 8 a.m. Wake up the next day. She's still in the bed. You don't know why. And like, that's it. And then you just rinse and repeat until the tour is over. I would imagine that's how it would go. If you're like, if the tour is local, then maybe it could be a little different. But as far as like, like on that XO tour life shit, it's how I would imagine. Now, if you're a bigger artist, like, uh, you know, anybody really like Uzi, whoever the hell. I fucking love Uzi. That's why I said it. If you're, I would imagine if you're, you know, if you're that fucking ginormous, you, your touring for you is probably way easier because you just have jets and buses and hotels and motherfuckers kissing your ass cheeks and shit like that. So I would imagine tour life like that would be like, you have your own room. You, okay. You get in, you get in the PJ, you get Mozzie on the PJ. There's a shrimp cocktail, a whole bottle of champagne and a white man that's willing to read you bedtime stories. On top of like three white bitches with big asses, and then this is this is not this is not for me. This is just personally what I'm thinking, like what it's like to tour. And then you go, you you know, you're on your jet for like two hours, maybe an hour and a half. It don't fucking matter. You're getting mozzy on that motherfucker, and then you fly in. You get to your destination. You check into your hotel. Your hotel's really nice. You get this big ass room, big bed. You have a party in there a little bit, just, you know, just a little bit. You just invite a few hoes, and then you got your boys in there already. And you guys are having a good time, got that drink and it's smoking, all that shit going on. The the dude that was willing to read you bedtime stories, he's still in there talking shit. He's not even reading bedtime stories no more. He just wants to talk shit. So he's just in there talking just the same amount of bullshit that all you guys were on. He's trying to get Mozzie in the fucking back of the PJ too. Like he's he's on the same level as us. So we got to let him, we got to just let him rock. So then uh, you get off or Uzi or whoever the fuck, you know, who, in whatever rich person that you want to imagine touring is doing that person is, you know, they get off the bus or the plane or the whatever. And then they fuck it. Oh, they're they, they're in the hotel. So they spend like pretty much like only 30 minutes in the hotel, really. It's a very luxurious place, but not just 30 minutes because you're out shopping and eating and taking pictures and trying to sightsee and trying to go to all the little secret crevice, like secret hidden gems in cities 
where people either don't know about them or you have to have like a certain amount of money to get into. You go to all those places and then it's like now it's, you know, it's time to it's getting a little dark. It's like 6 p.m. Now you got to start getting into performing mode, but you're always ready to perform because you're at the top of the game right now. You go to the venue. Uh, they sign you in. You're, no, fun, no, 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 no. Fuck that shit. I'm thinking about Uzi. Uzi's late. He's one. <laughs> he's he's going to show up late because he's getting mozzie by like three people in in the uh, in the back of his fucking of his Rolls Royce or whatever the fuck what are those called Escalade his blacked out Escalade because every rich person's got everybody's got a big ass Escalade that they just they just sit in it looks like like five people can sit in one of those rows so he's in there getting mozzie or whatever smoking a wood to the face and it's now it's like he was supposed to be on stage at 8 it's 901 uh, he he runs to the stage he fuck he's got his microphone everybody Uzi Uzi and then he goes to the stage, he starts blowing shit up, everybody starts losing hair, people start fucking lighting people on fire. Crazy as fuck that I said that too, because when we went to go to Hard Summer, some guys, I don't know how the fuck he managed to sneak in uh, flares, but he snuck in a flare, and he was raising it, he was holding it up, and like three of them motherfucking flare sparks hit me, and my, keep in mind, this is when I just got my my uh my retwist my like dreads hit and they were braided so it's just nothing but just luxurious scalp all right here right and i knew i this this motherfucker got me fucked up because i felt three little sp- hot as fuck sparks just boop, boop, you know just burn me just like and, and i'm like hey hey my fucking my, is my fuck are one of my locks fucking singed the fuck off like what's going on here luckily no damage you know that's why you got to take good care of your hair absolutely no damage was done to my luxurious beautiful locks none of them not one so they're lighting people on fire some guy's got a flamethrower everybody's loving it he you know bounces everybody's going crazy and then you know he says what he's got to say and then everybody get off and then he goes back to his this and this is the other part, right? You always got to throw an app. OK, I pull up. How about a after party? Always. There's always got to be an after party. Capybaras are the shit. You and all your friends. Yeah, they love to get naughty. I don't know. Real quick, though. I don't know how the fuck that was the song for Capybaras. Like when the when was that decided? Like it. it I guess like they all mob out together and they swim, but how the fuck are they pulling up to the after party? Is am I driving them? Cause I'm I'm fucking down. They'll pull up for show if I'm driving them. There's no way. There's not a more reliable person to drive these motherfuckers to the after party than me. So just let me know. I'll I let me know. I'll get a nice suit. You know, if you if you want me to wear assless chaps, then you're gonna have to pay a little extra. But I'm just saying, if you want me to wear them, you're going to have to pay extra. I'm not it's not that I'm not willing. It's just I got to got to look after myself. And I'll drive you there. So capybaras, you know, capybaras in the chat. If you guys really wanna see me do whatever the fuck, let me know. Actually, this is a good time. Subscribe on YouTube. You can like. You can comment. 
It's free to subscribe on YouTube. I also have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. I have podcasts uploaded on SoundCloud, but it's not all of them aren't on there anymore. If I get enough uh, people saying that they would want me to upload on SoundCloud, I'll definitely just re-upload everything. But until then, like it's like there's you can listen to pretty much like my whole like beginning discography on SoundCloud, but nothing recent. But yeah, subscribe, subscribe. You guys kick ass. Uh, the amount of views and you know uh, comments that I've been getting have been very lo- wonderful. You guys kick a lot of ass. I'm waiting for the bad comments though. I'm waiting for somebody to tell me, "Nigga, you suck," because that's the day that I just transform and I'll be- and like that's the day. That is the day, hey, nigga. You ain't good. You should give up now. All right. Watch this type shit <laughs> oh my god that's the competition it's about drive it's about power motherfucker uh where was i uzi shows over he's at his hotel now and this is the real reason why he got it so he can throw a fat ass rager in that motherfucker so everybody's in there everybody's going deep going crazy mozzie here and there and just tr- the best trees ever and there's more and more people start to show up. He's losing fucking control. He's he doesn't know what the fuck is happening. He's bitch slapping people. It's girls gone wild in that mode. It's boys gone wild in there too. Everybody's going deep. And then he passes out around like eleven AM and he don't got a show the next day. So he could rest and then he's got a show the next next day. So he can just rest and for a day. And then boom. That's how I imagine tour life is (laughs) just very, very fun. Either like out of both of the stories, out of both of the scenarios that I told, I would be I'd be completely fine with both of them. Both of them are an experience because you got to go through the first one to eventually like one day get to the second one. Right. You got to struggle. That's just got that's just how it is. You have to just live in that not impoverished, but you got to live in. You know, the messy circumstance, you got to get your hands dirty for what you really want. So if you really want to go on tour, you're going to have to pull strings. You're going to have to make compromises and you have to be willing to see anything is what I'm like, is what I'm imagining. And then, you know, one day after all of that hard work and sacrifice is done, because I would imagine, again, uh, touring like that takes more money out of your pocket than it puts in. Yeah, so. Or if if you even break even, because I would, you know, again, you could probably just go on tour just for the just pure exposure of going on tour and then just not you don't make money, but you don't get any either. So all blessings, all curses are all blessings, no curses, because you have to grind and you have to fight and you have to get your hands dirty and you got to get your legs and your feet and your ass. You got to get all that shit dirty, covered in mud if you're willing to do what you want to do. If you want to do it at the highest level, you got to grind and put yourself in that fucking hole and sit in there and don't come out until what the until the finished product or something that's closer that resembles what you really want to do with your life is somewhere on the surface or if you've seen it a little bit. And then after that, then you get shit rocking. But you got to pay attention. There was I had notes. I'm like, oh, I'm over here like, yo, fuck am I talking about? Oh yeah, my my uh football, my daily football uh talk. So Miles Garrett, um, 
very good defensive end for the Cleveland Browns. A humongous guy. He recently just got into a, a really bad car accident. He's fine. The passenger that was with him is fine. His car is completely totaled. Small car, too. He was in a Porsche, and this guy's like 6'5", two, like 274 or some shit. Arms as big as watermelons. And he 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 walks out of the car and he's you know he's good he was you know not a scratch on him very dazed you know he wasn't he was he's probably super fucking like what the fuck just happened like he flipped off he he went off the road and his car flipped so he you know he's a little disoriented uh, the, his passengers um, they were fine they thought they were coming up on a fatality the way that you know if there are so many skids in the road and then they just see this car flipped over in the middle of a field it's like oh my god this isn't good. So you know he's fine. Thank God he'll make a he'll make a full recovery. I I don't know if he'll play on Sunday. Like just because like given the circumstances, I'm pretty sure he did a, a full MRI to make sure if anything was broken. Uh, I'm I don't keep up. The Browns aren't one of those teams that I keep up with because of Deshaun Watson. We don't need to talk about that situation. Maybe a different day, but not today. So I just make it a point not to pay too much attention to them, even if they're winning. But I do like Miles Garrett. I do like Randall. Uh, Randall. I do like uh, Nick Chubb. I like a few players on there. Denzel Ward. But the organization as a whole, fuck you guys. You guys know what you did. Uh, but he's fine. Now, someone. Now, some the, the fucking real headline of this week was uh, Tua Tungavailoa. He was the quarterback for the, for Alabama few years ago he's now the quarterback for the miami dolphins he had a pretty like shaky injury uh five days ago when they played on sunday and you know he was getting on the field and he was very wobbly like he was fucking easing on down the road like he was the fucking the straw man and uh, you know after the press conference everybody was like oh no it's just his back it's his back he's fine and he'll come out it's my back and then the coach oh it's his back and they're like okay Okay, no one in the no one no one believed in the media that it was his back. I personally, I don't know. I don't know. But what I will say is a lower back problem. I don't know if your lower back is going to make you like collapse top down. Cuz wouldn't it just be bottom like your fucking bottom and then you just fall, not you know, you're wobbly. And then your leg, your your head is wobbly, and so are your shoulders, and then it travels down to your legs. I don't think that's how. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not how back injuries work. But you know, anyway, what happens yesterday? Game versus the Bengals, and them icy ass motherfucking jerseys they got too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tua takes a really ugly hit, really really bad, unfortunate, and his fingers start to retract and. He's holding them in front of his face. And we all kind of know when you take a severe head, like when you get hit in the head or if you have a concussion or if, you know, if your brain took any sort of trauma, what happens is your hands go up in the air, your hands go up in the air and you lose like complete motor skills of them. They're just stuck like that. And that's exactly what happened to him. He was carted off the field. Usually when like a, a real grievous injury happens on the field. Players will give a thumbs up to show that they're okay. He didn't do that. They sent him to the um, Cincinnati University, something that has to do with like spine and brain um, medicine. 
They evaluated him. They said he was fine. He was able to drive. He was able to fly back with the team. But what they told him when he left, what they told him when he left was, "You're fine. We're gonna let you fly back, but we highly recommend like the second you get down there, you need to schedule an MRI to make sure that there's no further damage. Completely check out what's going on, and then you should decide. And then like you know, you go from there." Uh, I feel like he should see like five doctors. He has the, you know, he has definitely has the means to do so. He's a quarterback in the NFL. They have all of the fucking resources at their disposal. So I would imagine that he would spare no expenses to make sure that his health is okay because your health is your wealth, especially if you play in the NFL or any sort of sport. But the NFL mainly because it's men hitting each other as as hard as they can, running as fast as they can. So, you know, speedy recovery to Tua. I'm really fucking happy that he's okay because the the, the hit he took was bad. It was really fucking ugly, guys. Like, if you, I'm not going to show it. I won't, you know, but if you, uh, maybe I will on TikTok. But it was just a really bad, really, really bad. He got thrown to the ground. His head hit the the turf first. And if you played, if you've played football, you know how fucking bad it is when you get hit when you get like thrown around like that, you can, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of, a lot of pressure. It's not good. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is he's okay. He's fine. I'm, you know, I'm hoping I'm imagining like, obviously we all think that he'll make a, he'll make a full recovery and he'll be back on the field soon. And you know, that that'll be that he, you know, something best case scenario, something like this doesn't happen again. He'll have to sit out for maybe two weeks. That's good. That's just regular protocol. Might be longer because the NFL wants to look into his concussion protocol for the first time that he that they claimed that he was okay. So what they're probably going to end up doing is keeping him out for two weeks at a minimum, at a minimum, and then if they find any malpractice, then they'll handle they'll handle like that the way that they do. Now, this is also something that's crazy as fuck too because if the dolphins are found uh not going through all of the or not following and or not going through all of their concussion protocol procedures, then they can be in some really deep shit because their fucking owner is already gone. He got he he got suspended for a year, so they don't even have an owner right now. So who does that go down to? The general manager, the head coach, like the head coach is a rookie coach. He came from uh, Kyle Shanahan's camp. He was a part of the forty. He was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers last year. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. And I found it interesting, you know, that he said on in the press conference when he was talking about Tua, he said that it was. He said, thank God that it was only a concussion and it wasn't anything else. Or if it wasn't like a something that was uh, that had to do with his spine that could have left him paralyzed. And for him to say, thank God, or I'm grateful that it was only a concussion is crazy as fuck in itself because concussions are nuts. They're crazy. I've had one concussion in my life and it was terrible. It sucks. You can't pay attention to anything. It's like, uh, it's like, you, it's literally like you got hit by a flashbang. It's exactly how it is, but it's after like that initial, like that first day of you being concussed, the, I would say for about a week, it's like, thing. Eh. it's different for everybody. Mine, I, rec- I fully recovered from it for like after a week, but I felt, I felt the ramifications of it for about two days and a half, but yeah, uh, not fun. Do not recommend it to anybody. Uh, 
this is also a PSA completely, you know, not related to, or it is related to what we're talking about. If you plan on putting your children in contact sports, such as football, if you're a parent, wait until they get to high school. Don't put them in when they're younger. You know, you got to preserve your, preserve your kid's brain as much as possible. You know, you don't want them to get hit early on taking, you know, repeated hits, hits, hits when they're kids, because then when they get older, it's like, okay, they have all of these impairments when they have to go through life and you don't want to do that. The best case scenario is put them in when they're in high school. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, you know, they're old enough to make their own choices versus you like signing them up. Hey, do you want to play football? Yeah. You want to play football to me? Sure. Dad. Of course he's going to say, yeah, because you're his dad or you're his mom. So, you know, so boom, he goes in, he gets fucking rocked. And in the end, Put your kid in when they get to high school and then like leave it at that. But, you know, I really hope that this guy too is okay. It, that hit was fucking gross. Um, but yeah, he's good. Whole dolphin organization. They're cool too. And yo, I think that's, um, that's it for football. So you guys can start clapping and cheering and clapping your ass cheeks together because I'm not talking about sports anymore nice yeah i am actually i like uh that gm in the nba that got caught having a, a having a sexual relationship with one of the consensually while he was married he, he was engaged you know that fucking wedding's over shit is gone shit is done you mean man what you not only did you cheat on me you got caught cheating on me with a bitch that you work with mm 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 you can't do no bullshit like that, man. You know better. So do better. You know. You make too too much money to be fucking around like this. You couldn't even pick somebody that was off the street like you had to be in the building. For real. Out of all the god motherfucking money you make, all the people you see, all the gorgeous motherfuckers that you pass by had to be this person. That's crazy. But you know, I digress. No more. Spitting fire in the booth, but I'm... Oh, okay, yeah, you said it, all right, sick Spit fire in the booth, but I'm not a rapper I love saying that shit so fucking much Let's rain, ooh, I love saying that too Oh, shit, somebody asked me a few days ago What the fuck that means, let me tell you right now Before we, uh, before we move on Let's rain is literally like I, I guess like what it means But I spell it R-A-I-N Like the water rain, but it's supposed to be the other spelling R-E-I, I don't know how to fucking spell it, but rain as in, like, take over, it's supposed, that's what I mean, but how I'm spelling it is the actual, like, rain, water, the precipitation that comes from the fucking sky. Why do I do that? I like rain, and I want to take shit over. I didn't think it was that, um, I didn't think it was that cool, but, I don't know, the more I kept saying it, the more people fucked with it, so, let's rain. You can rain everywhere. You can do it anywhere. As long as you got me, it's always going to be raining, baby. Stay hydrated. Drink water. Drink coffee. Drink coffee. Have a cup of coffee. Coffee's nice. Coffee season is upon us. It's getting all warm. I know you bitches can't fucking wait for those pumpkin spice lattes, bro. I know you can't because neither can I. At least like three in October, you know, you're allowed to have three or I give myself like, okay, I'm allowed to have at least three this month. They're good, but I can't drink that shit every day. So I'm going to get, I'll probably pick one up 
I don't know, sometime this week. Sometime soon. Don't fucking judge me. Oh my god. Damn, what time is it? Fucking two or I don't know why you guys like um hitting me up at random times in the AM saying the most wild shit, bro. <laughs> Like it'll be it'll be five AM. I'm like I'm over here going to the bathroom, I'll check my messages and it's like, bro, 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 you're gonna talk about you're gonna talk about that video that leaked, bro, of of the of Sasquatch clapping clapping some bitch's cheeks. I'm like, that didn't happen. That there's no way that's a real video. And he's like, Okay, 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 my bad. But the real video I wanted you to check out was the Loch Ness monster actually coming out on land. And fucking giving a whole speech about why she's been high. I'm like, whoa, 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 that's not true, bro. You know who the fuck you are, too, sending me this this wackadoo shit, hella early in the morning, bro. <laughs> fuck, you guys are cool. I love my fucking, I love my violence, man. All right, I'm gonna stop beating your guys' ear though. Spin fire in the booth, but I'm not a rapper. Purple Room Recordings episode 116. Thank you for listening. I'm Devon, a.k.a. Drapion. I'll see Hail you guys. Victor, I gave her Peace super balls. Let's Baby, I'ma catch you up so close to fall. to the end. Can we still be friends? Can we still I won't let anyone in. You'll never see me again.